I think it's this morning's Mark Andre Fleury trade. I know he won the Vesna last year, so he still has a lot of game left in him. And Minnesota, we've seen them. I mean, they came through Western Canada when we were there. They've um, been really good this year. I think Minnesota is primed to contend, and goaltending was one one area of concern for them. So if Mark Andre Fleury gives us anything close to what we've seen the last couple of seasons, uh, Minnesota will be a contender. This is the Rod Peterson Show. It is Happy Tuesday, everybody. Whoa! Welcome to the RP Show, coming at you live from South Florida. That's one half of the show. Whoops. Screen just went black. And the other half is, hey, how do you like us so far? Darren Moose Dupont is in the NHL's Bermuda Triangle as we are ready to talk sports. What's up, Moose? Did that just happen to you, too, like it just did to me? No, I saw it. I thought I was the one having the issues today, but uh, no, it's not. I'm okay. Looks We're like off. We're end. off to a flying start here. It's going to be fun. Daytime sports talk and entertainment talk. Your favorite show is on the air on Game Plus Television, live streaming on YouTube. And coming up on the program today to recap a wild 24 hours in the world of sports, Jesse Pierce from NHL.com, Minnesota, and the host of the Bar Down Beauties podcast will be with us in hour one. And in hour two, the esteemed Rob Vanstone, the award-winning columnist from Post Media, will be joining us to talk about all of our topics today. We were talking in our morning meeting about how awesome it is that RV can talk on all topics. And that's why he's a... Hall of Fame writer. Before we jump into the actual sports talk, Moose, because it is daytime entertainment talk as well, our director, Jordan, I could tell, at five minutes to the hour, he cuts us off, and he's like, sorry, guys, got mics are going silent here, and we're like, oh, okay, Jordan, thanks. Today, he was laughing, I think, listening to our conversation about these Netflix shows and streaming shows that we're watching right now, and I gotta, I gotta tell the world that in Calgary, all I do is watch sports that's it there's enough of it on we have 24-hour sports networks there's like three tsn channels carried in our hotel room at the great eagle resort and casino and a couple of sports net channels and god knows what all i do is watch sports and i love it come to south florida watch a lot of netflix so i've been getting into last one laughing uh, watched the movie ford versus ferrari last night really enjoyed it uh, drive to survive i'm getting caught up on everything man it makes time go by but what are you watching right now? If you're not watching sports, Moose, what are you watching? Actually, yesterday, I just got into the new streaming show, Reacher, on Amazon Prime. So you might have seen all the, the previews on it. I'm familiar with the story because there's two movies, Jack Reacher movies with Tom Cruise. But this isn't Tom Cruise. This is a series and very good. I think there's eight episodes in season one. I binged through like four of them last night. So... Uh, it's off to a good start. I really am liking that one so far. You know what? At Super Bowl in Los Angeles, I saw all the billboards for Reacher, right? It was around yeah. our hotel. It was downtown. Was there a new season coming out or something? Is that why they're... Maybe. I don't know if the season's that old. I really don't. I think it's, it's fairly new. Um, but I was seeing all the same ads, too. And, and finally, uh, I saw it up on my, my TV, so I gave it a shot. And I'm, I'm happy I did. For those that are watching streaming right now, send, tell us what you're watching on Netflix right now, what you're streaming. And maybe you're streaming the RP show, too. I would certainly advocate for that. Um, but it's always a fun topic. People like to share, and they love to hear new ideas. So let's hear from you all. And also, if you're watching on Game Plus TV, we've been mentioning the last couple of weeks, it's pretty cool. It took a while for everybody across the country that hadn't heard about us to figure out what we're all about. But now they're in it. They're texting us. 
Our text community, the Rod Squad, let us know what you're watching streaming. Now, can you please, Director Jordan, hit the quick six show horn? Okay, to the actual sports, because this is what we do here. You tell me whether you agree or disagree, Moose, and the viewers. The Minnesota Wild made the biggest splash on what was a generally muted NHL trade deadline day when they acquired goalie Marc-Andre Fleury in a deal with Chicago. Minnesota gave up a conditional first-round pick in this year's draft to acquire the 37-year-old. The biggest trade a Canadian NHL team made involved the Winnipeg Jets shipping off forward Andrew Kopp and a 2023 sixth-round pick to the New York Rangers for prospect Morgan Barron, a 2023 fifth-round pick, and two conditional second-rounders. So let's settle in on that for a second. How are you folks on what your team did in the trade deadline? Uh, my top three, four teams, it's still Vegas, even though when they got rid of the flower, it's been waning a little bit, but that's still my team. I just don't stay up at night unable to sleep when they lose like I used to. But then they got rid of Evgeny Dadanov, or they tried to, the NHL's trade, holding up that deal. Vegas is sliding, and... By the way, it's a playoff game in Winnipeg tonight at Canada Life Center. Jets and Golden Knights with a coveted final playoff spot on the line temporarily. So anyways, Florida, they say, our viewers say, did the best at the trade deadline or leading up to it. Um, Oilers, I'd be very disappointed if I was an Edmonton Oilers player that the team didn't do more. If you think Brett Kulak is the missing piece to a Stanley Cup run, I got some oceanfront property in Las Vegas to sell you. Uh, Flames did all their work ahead of the deadline. I'm just going through my teams. Arizona Coyotes, Roadkill, Coyote on the highway. That's not changing. Uh, so yeah, that's my take on the trade deadline. The poll question today for Capital Automall Universal Collision Center is, who is the front runners to win the Eastern Conference? And we took the top two teams in each of the Atlantic and Metropolitan Division. So your choices are the Florida Panthers, Tampa Bay Lightning, Carolina Hurricanes, or New York Rangers. I just took the top two teams in the standings, tweeted it, and Florida's running away with it. So if we can bring the Moose back in, Moose, uh, I'm excited to be in South Florida for what looks to be a ex- very long playoff run. It better be. And I got more on this, but what was your take on the 33 trades that went down on Monday and the more leading up to it? Yeah, um, I, th- I like Colorado. They got some depth up front. Arturi Lekkinen, right, on the, uh, you know, with their forward group, I thought was pretty good. Before that, they had got Josh Manson on the back end. I think Colorado shored up a few things um, and then came up with a win last night in overtime against Edmonton. But um, I think, you know, they're a team that's win now and they needed to make sure they were ready to win now. Depth was a little bit of an issue, so they, they secured that. I really like what Colorado did. Um, you know, I'm a little confused with what Winnipeg's done, but, you know, I, I understand it at the same time, even though I'm confused. You know, I say what they did, what they did or didn't do, because um, they didn't really pick a direction, right? But they're only four points out of a playoff spot. They're chasing down Vegas. They got the big game tonight you talked about. So maybe the Jets are going to go on a run here, and maybe they're going to sneak in and surprise some people, and we'll all look like idiots thinking they should have hit the reset button. But maybe they won't, too, and then, you know, they'll be caught in a tough spot. So they're kind of, as we like to say, burning the boats, so to speak. They're all in, the Winnipeg Jets, on trying to at least get in with the group that they have. Didn't do anything to add to it, really, um, but didn't really do anything to take away from it. So um, They were the most active trade. Yeah. Sorry, with, with five trades, the Winnipeg Jets were the most active trade. We're still trying to figure out what they did. And I guess tonight, 
against yeah. the Vegas Golden Knights at Canada Life Center might be a pretty good indication of the way the rest of the season will go for the Winnipeg Jets. Every game from here on in is a must-win game for those teams languishing around the trade deadline. By the way, Musori to cut you off, from our viewers just checking in on what they're watching now, uh, John Schmeiser in Kansas City says, I'm currently watching Rochelle Rochelle. It's a young girl's strange erotic journey from Milan to Minsk. How about that? Spicy. I'll take your word for it. Don, the Navy guy, says, I'm watching The Wire from 2001. It's amazing. I'll write that down. Ted Blues, watching on YouTube, says, Reacher, the series, is close to the books. He's supposed to be a big guy, unlike the movies. Okay. And regarding your teams, Zach in Calgary, watching, says, The Flames still did well. I didn't expect much from them yesterday. Leafs got their D, still need a goaltender. Ryan in New York State says, I'm surprised my Devils only made one move and they didn't deal any vets. They basically swapped AHLers with Montreal, and that was it. So the exciting thing for the hockey guys is that, here we go, trade deadline's behind us. What you have is what you have. And let's yeah. see where the chips fall. The boys have put on the screen the text line to write us if you're not watching streaming and you're watching on Game Plus Television Network right now across all of Canada, all 10 provinces and 31 states in the USA, write us, 902-518-3033. Uh, moving on to the actual games, I'm not going to go through all of the leftovers, but here are a few juicy ones. Brad Marchand scored two goals, including the overtime winner, as the Boston Bruins notched a 3-2 comeback win over the Montreal Canadiens. I'll say this, I don't know what took me so long. Maybe it's because my TSN fire stick isn't working, but I've started watching NHL Network. That's a little thing you peasants in Canada can't have. You can't have nice things like the NHL Network. So Scott Hartnell, we found him. Lloyd Minster Scott Hartnell is on the NHL Network, and he's killing it. So they were showing the highlights of the Boston-Montreal game, and he's like, I loathe seeing anything good about Brad Marchand, but I have to in this case. Scored the winner. He looked great. They went through all of the trades. I'm like, this is like TSN, but without the annoying March Madness updates. Because TSN's basically the NHL network in Canada, right? But not. Yeah. And, yeah, and Nathan McKinnon scored 52 seconds into overtime to help the Colorado Avalanche top the orders 3-2. Miko Rantanen scored twice for the Avs as they racked up their fourth straight win for the orders the loss snapped a five-game win streak. Before I move on, any take on the NHL from Monday night, Moose Knuckle? No, they talked a lot about the uh, Darnell Nurse play with Nazem Kadri in overtime. I've seen a lot about that on social media. I think it's probably fine. It's a tough way for the game to end, but in overtime for, for Edmonton. But, you know, Colorado have been playing well throughout that game and probably deserved the win in the end. And McKinnon, he's not going to miss from there. Oh, he's so good. McDavid so good. versus McKinnon. I guess last yeah. night we found out who's better. By the way, I know you hate the nickname Moose Knuckle, but that's what they refer to you as down here. <laughs> I'm just putting that out there. Yeah, but I don't... Yeah, but the, the thing is, is I don't know if it's a term of endearment or not. You know? Yeah, they love you. They love you. They're wondering I know they, you're coming no, down I know, here. I know they do. That's why I think it's great. But you know what a Moose Knuckle is. I mean, we can't talk about it on the uh, air. I but. didn't. I didn't know until oh, you explained no. it to me. Now I think 
Now I think it's even better. It's hilarious. Um, Todd Pinckney, one of our P1s watching, he writes and he says, where's Luke the golf pro? We need thoughts for the WGC golf bracket. We do the talking, you do the watching. Did you forget? Andrew Stutz says the Habs are not in the playoffs, but I think that they did lots yesterday. We should not sleep on Pittsburgh. Uh, Jennifer says, from the Four Seasons, she says, the oil got a point. Yep, it's interesting. The points are all very important this time of year. It was funny when the Flames lost to the Sabres and, uh, in overtime. one nothing game. Goaltending battle, though, which I, I respect and can appreciate. People were like, Daryl, are you disappointed to lose a point? And he's like, no! Are you kidding me? That might be the point that gets us... The division lead, or, or whatever he said, the division pennant. Do you never know with these coaches? Are you upset? Are you not? God, I'm glad I don't have to interview those guys in the heat of the moment anymore. <laughs> Man, that makes you sweat. Didn't it, you? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. you got to have great relationships because when you go into that interview, you want to know what you're getting yourself into and how this guy's going to or girl's going to react. I mean, holy smokes, it's nerve-wracking. It's so nerve-wracking. I feel for the people that are interviewing Daryl Sutter after every game. They're just like in a glass case of emotion, worried of what's going to set them off. And the, and the fans, quite frankly, are sitting back laughing about it. They think it's cool because there's no empathy in this world. They can't put themselves in the shoes of the reporter. I know how much it sucks. That's nothing against Daryl, but I wouldn't want to be interviewing him. And I know. Point three. Look, look. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. No, you're going to say? Oh, just what he said yesterday when they tried to be light with him on trade deadline day and ask him, you know, can this be a distracting kind of tough day for the players? He's like, you'll have to ask them. I'm not getting traded today. <laughs> like, I know Daryl personally and professionally, and talking to him is like picking um, burrs out of your skin. It just you just don't know what to say. Yeah. So, anyways, we got a couple minutes left. Moving on to point three. The Indianapolis Colts have picked up quarterback Matt Ryan in a trade with the Atlanta Falcons. Indy acquired the 2016 NFL MVP from Atlanta for a third round pick in this year's draft. Matty Ice had started all but three games for the Falcons since he was drafted number three overall in 2008, leading Atlanta to only the second Super Bowl appearance in franchise history. In other NFL news, free agent quarterback Jameis Winston, famous Jameis, has reportedly agreed to return to the New Orleans Saints. This went down while we were on the air yesterday, and by the time we got off the air, we learned the Falcons are replacing Matt Ryan, this franchise stud, with Marcus Mariota. So you must have some thoughts on that as the, sorry to say, failed face of the Tennessee Titans. I saw him play live in Nashville multiple times. I think Johnny Manziel and Blake Bortles are better than Marcus Mariota. I'm not joking. So your take on the fact that he has taken over the Atlanta Falcons. I know there's a lot of contractual stuff and money here, but he's not leading them anywhere. Not in that division. Well, it's going to be tough for sure. And no Calvin Ridley either now, right? Who's going to be out for the whole year um, dealing with his suspension. That's tough. A young weapon for Mariota. Now, Mariota showed signs. And what we loved about Marcus Mariota is the guy he is. He's a leader. He, he's loved in the locker room. Players want to play for him. But there's some inconsistency because he doesn't stay in the pocket. 
doesn't throw the ball with tremendous consistency, but he can keep drives alive with his legs. He's very, you know, um, creative that way. And perhaps he's evolved. You know, he got to spend some time sitting behind Derek Carr in Vegas with the Raiders and watching how, you know, Carr leads a team and plays. He's never had a chance to sit and be the backup at, the, at professional football. So here's a second chance. And for Mariota, if he, if he gets an opportunity to start and play and play as well, then this could be a, a rebirth of his career. But if not, then we'll know that he's going to be a career backup. This is kind of his opportunity. And for Jameis, kind of the same thing too, because we know he can throw the football. We know he's got a great arm. He's going to put up numbers. But what comes with his touchdowns, he always puts up interceptions too. So again, kind of a second chance for Jameis too. I don't know if you mentioned two years, 18.75 mil for Marcus Mariota in Atlanta. We're going to take a timeout. What we haven't got to yet is Blue Jays, Raptors. More on that curling drama. I wanted to get into that yesterday. Tonight's action in junior hockey, because, you know, out here in the East, we're into the afternoon now, man. We shouldn't be talking about yesterday's news. So we've got a lot to get to when we come back on the other side of this break. You are watching the warm-up. It's the RP Show, your favorite daytime sports and entertainment talk show on the Game Plus Television Network, live streaming on YouTube, and, of course, 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. you got to subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. 